Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the Nat Coombs Show. Good to have you with us, gang. Happy Thanksgiving week. I hope a lot of you are going to be heading on down to Pass Young Avenue and Waterloo for our Thanksgiving watch along. I'm going to be there. I'm Mike's going to be there. Propo's going to be there. Ben's going to be there. Shout out Seb from our social crew. We're going to be filming stuff. Oh, the Guru Sandrini's in the house as well, I've been told. Lots of your show faves. We are looking forward to seeing as many of you down there as possible. And if you can't make it, don't worry, we're recording a show from there, which will be dropping, well, depending on how hungover Propo is, frankly, but probably Friday morning, I would say. But that's all to come. Today, we got a, we got a special treat for you, given that it's Thanksgiving week. We thought, well, we're all about the giving. One of our very favorite guests in show history. He is an all-pro member, Hall of Fame member of the NC show, and indeed, quite frankly, of NFL broadcasting. He is the brilliant Greg Rosenthal from around the NFL, from Channel 5, and of course, most importantly of all, from West Ham United fandom, because of course, I anointed him a West Ham fan all those years ago in Houston at the Super Bowl, and he's kept the faith ever since. We talk about all kinds of good stuff on today's show, particularly keying in on quarterbacks and all the different narratives around so many quarterbacks right now in the league prompted a little bit by tom brady's comments which you may have seen we'll get into it at the top of the show you'll get the gist we'll play some 57 seconds with greg as well and just have a general catch up with one of my favorite people in the business so sit back relax and enjoy the brilliant Greg Rosenberg. 
Greg, it's, it's great to see you, man. Although I feel like I, I feel like I see you all the time these days. Every time I turn on NFL Network, there you are. You were there Monday Night Football, of course, rolling last night for a for a hell of a game. I mean, you are you are everywhere, and it's terrific to see. Uh, I I wish, but you know, some of that's because of you, Nat Coombs. Oh, hey, you put because you, you put me on. Back Come in on. the day. Ah, oh, the good old know. days, the good old days. We, we didn't know each other. We were total strangers. And there we go. Here we are all these years later, still still working together. First things first, we were just chatting about uh, about you before we started rolling it. Husky Greg right now. The voice is, <laughs> voice is kind of a little bit husky, which I think suits you. I think Husky Greg suits you a little bit. I, I think I've, I have. It took a while, I guess, almost 20 years in this business, but I've, I've reached the point where I'm talking too much. I'm actually, I'm <laughs> sick of hearing myself speak. Uh, I'm doing too many shows apparently. And yes, I, I sort of lost my voice the last couple of days, but it, it's holding in there. You're uh, a trooper. It's hanging in. Yeah. You're a trooper. We are massively appreciate it. Cause as you know, you're a fan favorite, not just, not just of this show, but all, all across the UK. And we talk about the, the, the Monday night stuff, the, the late night mm. stuff. I mean, that is, it's such a great show. It's a great show. And it's, that slot is something I hold dear to my heart that the overnight NFL slot, because of course that's how I started out. And, you know, my, my formative years broadcasting over here were, were burning the midnight oil with Iron Mike and co. And so fond fond memories. And there's very much um, the same kind of vibe going on. I think you're, you're recreating. You've always had that about you, haven't you? You've kind of tried to roll in uh, some left field stuff and pop culture stuff and, and have fun with, with it all alongside you know, dropping, dropping the information and dropping your take on it. And that feels like that shows a really good fit for you in that respect. Yeah, I love doing it. I do it with Maurice Jones-Drew and then our host, Kirsten Watson. And he's just so great to play off because he he loves to mix it up and he doesn't take it too seriously, but he he's smart as hell. And there is something to the way you guys watch football. And, you know, I know Sky has it too, uh, on the weekend games with filling those commercial breaks. It's a totally mm-hmm. different experience. It's not the Manning cast where you're mm-hmm. during the game, but it's a totally different viewing and broadcasting experience. And I haven't been able to view it that much because I, I either I'm doing it or, or I'm here and I'm not able to watch, but there is something to it that it's a lot of fun and I, hell it's better than, watching the same commercials over oh, and over God. and over and over that we do here. Big time. I mean, I, I, I am so thankful for that. Um, that whole era, a, cause I loved it, but also just how, uh, instrumental it was really in, in kind of shaping, you know, my voice and the way I do stuff because we had so much freedom. Like I, at, at mm. times you kind of overlook it that we, and particularly with like the, the channel five stuff we did and to an extent channel four are kind of under, under a bit more watch on channel four, but, even then, you know, we could come back and just talk about basically anything we wanted. Oh yeah, we spent like an hour just talking about whether momentum is real, and and we'll get we'll get totally off script. And I I think it is nice where, like, whenever I'm telling people what we're doing the Monday Night Football for the UK, they're like, "What is that?" And they just yeah. sort of, they just sort of let let us go for the let most you do part. What you, that's the best kind Thanks of gig. Thanks to our friend uh, Henry Hodgson. Oh, he- shout out Henry! I'm having lunch with Henry Hodgson soon, so I'm looking forward to catching up with him. Hey, um. I always just on that. I always used to last thing, and we'll get that. We'll get that to some business. But it always, um, whenever there was a London game on, we do the game. For, those were long days, right? So we do the game live from 
from the stadium and then we'd come back to the studio if we had a late night game and do that do that as well a few years when i kind of was basically doing it for 24 hours and i always used to think it would be great if say it was belichick and the patriots and they didn't fly back that night they flew back the following morning and belichick was turning on the game and just watching me and mike carlson <sighs> argue whether the wire or the soprano was, was a better show particularly because he was at, he was at college with carlson right belichick and carlson uh, were at wesleyan at the same kind of time. So if he just turned on and watched us discuss which member of the Bengals would most likely be the most suitable front for a mid 80s sitcom, which is going to maybe where we might go sometimes. I wonder if he did ever stumble across that. That would be amazing. He's definitely a Sopranos guy. I just feel oh, like he's, he's yeah. probably not watched the wire. Although I think he would appreciate it. actually, you know what? He's a, uh, he's a, uh, an Annapolis guy. So he's ah, from that okay. area, and that that's why I've been hearing, you know, behind the scenes here that mm. you know that that Washington connection. Ooh. I don't know if it Ooh, if it's breaking real, news. But straight up. No, it's not. It's not. But it, <laughs> people are just connecting dots that like he would mm. make sense if if he was going to move on uh, to another team. I, I, I don't, I don't see that happening. But that does remind yeah. me what you said: the Titans Ravens game this year. Sometimes they, they'll put us on in the in stadium timeout situations. Mm. And uh, I took the opportunity when we were on to beg John Harbaugh to stop kicking short field goals and start going for it on fourth down. And like right after I <laughs> got off there, they were like, no, you don't normally you don't you don't normally do that. Because they, they can actually in theory hear <laughs> you. What you're saying. Amazing. He's not trying to concentrate on which which one of the 1700 plays he's going to dial up. And then it's in the back of his head like, who's that? What's that voice I can hear? But he would know you, of course, Greg Rosenthal, because you're everywhere right now, which, oh, which we no. love to see. Oh, that is. That, let's start with Belichick then. Um, I also think Belichick would be a big Tulsa King fan as well. <laughs> I reckon he's watched. Mm. I reckon he's watched <laughs> the whole of Tulsa King in one, like binge watched it in one go. The the Belichick situation is fascinating because they're obviously a mess, and there's all this talk of well, maybe he'll go, and a lot of the fans want him to go despite everything. And thanks for everything, Bill, but good night and. Kraft's not going to do it. Kraft would do it. All these different, he signed a big deal in the off season. What do you think? If, if Belichick does leave New England end of this season, whatever way, whether he's pushed or he walks, can you see him taking one more gig before he hangs him up? Uh, oh, absolutely. I would fully expect it. There's differing views on how popular he would be among interested teams. But mm. in my mind, he'd be pot. He'd get a job is the end of the story to me. He, he Maybe he's not everyone's choice, but he would get a job. And he really wants that coaching record, I believe. So right. I forget what the number is now that he, he's been at stuck at 300 for a long time. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, he yeah. it, it looked like he had a chance with two decent seasons. He could have maybe caught, you know, Shula by the end of next season and now that that's gone so he'd have to coach like at least two more years after this mm. and uh, i think that means a lot to him and more than anything i don't get the sense that he's like looking to chill i do i think he's i think he's maybe more chill than he's been in the past but mm. i i i think he just likes it and he wants to keep going yeah it is and he'll he want to go in i guess certain conditions right will he want the same kind of gm control that he has in in new england like personnel control Right. That wouldn't work, I think, for a lot of teams. So that that would be interesting, you know, because like Josh Harris is the new owner in Washington and 
would he want to go along with that? He's a guy who's pretty closely connected to like liking an analytical approach. He, he owns a couple teams here, including the 76ers. We hired kind of like uh, the, the king of dorks uh, is what <laughs> Daryl Morey's name is, who, who's their GM. So, you know, he's the guy who oversaw the, the what's called, the you know, the process with the 76ers where they essentially tanked for years uh, trying to get good, mm-hmm. good draft picks. So I don't know if he would, if he would be the one to approve it, but I, I just feel like I've, I've watched the league enough to know someone would, you know what I mean? I don't know. Sure. I don't know who it's going to be. And there's going to be plenty of openings this off season. It, you know, it, it doesn't seem like uh, there'll be any shortage of openings. I love those, those coders, the career coders, right? Like Montana in Kansas city and Jerry Rice in, uh, in, in with the Raiders, of course, as well. What good or bad successful? Otherwise I, I like him just for the curiosity of seeing Brady is probably the, I guess the most notable one latterly, the most successful, maybe latterly as well, but I'm a fan of the career coder. Yeah. You know, Vince Lombardi went to Washington too, at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a bit of a sad story because he got cancer and, um, and had to, re- yeah, I think he only coached there one year and, and then he, he got, you know, very sick. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you just, you don't even, people don't even re- remember that sort of thing at the end of the career. But I, I think it means a lot to Belichick and uh, I've been annoyed with all the Brady Belichick revisionist history and mm. because I'm a Belichick guy, not that he's more valuable than Tom Brady. I think that's self-evident. A great quarterback is it just coaches don't matter that much. You know what I mean? I mean, they matter, but Ooh. they couldn't, ne- they could never matter as much as a, as a, hall of fame quarterback in my mind you know if you're having to choose one or the other but that's not the point football is a collaborative sport where the Mm. the combination of them is what made them great and tom brady wasn't tom brady for the first three of those titles maybe about halfway through 2004 he kind of became the tom brady that, that you think of they had already won two titles by then and and saying that the belichick now you know isn't winning can't win it's like I think it's okay to say he's 71 years old. It's okay to posit he might not be as good a coach as he was. Yeah, sure. Time. I mean, or, or I, that you, in fact, why would he be, you know? Or to, or to or, sustain form in the same way, you know, players will dip in form. Like, why won't That's what he, I mean. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And and how you, more than anything, because I think he can still coach defense and he can still coach, but more how you run an organization yeah. and everything that goes with it. But that's the, that's the interesting part of what you were saying. Obviously, a quarterback maybe more than any other position in the world of sport. I think this is Carlson's point that, he, that he's made over the years, that it's maybe the single most influential position in any team sport, right? The, the quarterback. But if you think about Bill Walsh and the 49ers and everything he created there, the, the blueprint he created from scratch, effectively kind of walked in and and built it again. Belichick's not the same, not an identical, obviously, or, or even similar necessarily environment or philosophy, but he's but he's effectively done the same thing in New England, right? He's built an entire dynasty from from scratch. Right. And I I heard someone very smart kind of explain that you see this at a lot of uh from a lot of leaders that where the dynasty, whether this is in business or in sports, often starts to collapse is when you start having to like hire the total next generation of people to replace the people that you had been building up. And by, by people, I mean, personnel Mm. and and coaches more than players. And and I think you've really seen that they always, they, they were able to survive it when Brady was there. But if you look at the, 
the the brain drain and the lack of development they've had of raising new coaches and personnel people. It's now just like Bill Belichick and in six guys he knew like six years ago, and half of them are his sons. You know, it just it's just bad. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, there's like it's like uh, I guess as well there is just there are just moments, right, or periods of time that um, you hit the slipstream. Whether you know you see this with bands all the time, recording artists, definitely TV shows as well. I mean, we talk about Sopranos and the Wire. They're outliers, right? Really, they're kind of exceptions to the rule of just being these perfectly formed. They never really jumped the shark, right? But pretty much every even other... then, they only did it for. Well, I guess Sopranos yeah. did it for seven seasons, and right. Wire's Condensed. five. I mean. Belichick's on what year 40 something yeah. <laughs> and 20 plus in, in new England. It's what just is the a TV lot. equivalent it's of Belichick? Like what? See, like, um, Simpsons, maybe. I mean, Simpsons, this... a good shout. Yeah. 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 That's a because they're still going. And I don't think people think they're, you know, anywhere near their peak, but they're, they're, they're still, they're still making those, making those shows. It is sad to see as a Patriots fan, but I've, I've accepted, I've accepted it. I just don't want, I just want them to handle it with as much grace as they can that Robert, mm-hmm. you know, that the crafts I've been seeing these little whispers in the media, like let's not have it be this ugly back and forth. Like when Parcells left and everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Belichick's getting up there in years. Like th- there's not enough time for them to have this ugly divorce and make up 20 years later, like Jimmy Johnson and Jerry yeah. Jones. Like we don't have yeah, that sort of time. Let, let's enjoy, <laughs> enjoy this because I think there is a part of Belichick that's absolutely been enjoying being Bill Belichick, even this last year or two. Like he, he still likes to look back a lot more on, on what they've accomplished in the past with a lot of pride. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm I, with you. Let's, let's, let's see a bit of grace when it, when it is handled it, it, inevitable. It seems that, uh, that something will change that. Hey, listen, staying on the Patriots tip, I really wanted to frame today's episode around quarterbacks because there is so much around quarterbacks I want to ask you. And it was pertinent and quite jammy, frankly. Uh, the Tom Brady quotes dropped today because uh, Ollie and I, and I know it will probably stagger you that we do do some kind of preparation for the show, Greg, but we, we kind of <laughs> did. And then Ollie said, you got to, when he talks to Greg, you got to get in this. And by the way, Ollie, of course, remiss not here for the record again. I mean, I, I I'd like a bit of advice there, Greg, because I just feel his, you know, his standards are, are dropping. Like he's set a bar very high, and it feels like he's mm. his eyes are on other things now, and he's phoning it in at times. Quite mm. frankly, he's like a little late career Bill Belichick. It's like, where's the focus? <laughs> <laughs> so, all said, I definitely get the 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 Brady comments in with with Greg because it kind of makes sense. We're going to lead on to talk about quarterbacks and in particular, the curious bunch of quarterbacks we have right now. Brady, uh, for those that haven't seen it, because it, it dropped today, oh, and then the last 24 hours anyway, um, came out on Stephen A. Smith's show and didn't really pull any punches about, about his perspective on today's NFL. I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. He said, I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. And he goes on, he said, I don't think the coaching's as good as it was. That surprised me. Um, I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. And then he goes into a whole lot of stuff about the rules as well. So taking that as a, as a jumping off point, do you agree you've covered, as you said earlier, the league for, for 20 odd years, plus I'm not, you know, I'm around the same kind of time as you. Is this, is it, has the league regressed in terms of quality? No, I feel like this is a very typical 
recently retired player trope and i'm disappointed it's brady saying it and i was like well, what, what is he talking about really because there was always mediocrity by the way like yeah, there's right. uh, there only so much excellence to go around and he talked about the way the game is being officiated in terms of defense in terms of taking some of the bigger hits out of the game it, it yeah. is different if that's that is different. And he he's he's saying, and this is something him and Peyton Manning have talked a lot about, that you know, quarterbacks really need to protect their receivers better. And 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 that's part of the game. But the the NFL's changed the game where the it's not up to the quarterbacks to protect them anymore. The rules are. So I get it. The the game has obviously changed in terms of player safety and it's limited the usefulness of guys like Rodney Harrison or Bob Sanders who are that were like these big just hitters. There, there's still a place for that in the game. Mm. It's still extremely physical, but that I get that has changed. I don't think that's for the worse. I think it's just different. There's there's some good things, there's some bad things from that. The rest of what he said didn't really make sense to me until he got to the part about college programs that you know mm. he thought with all the coaching changes, coaches jumping around, and then you know, with the transfer portal and players jumping around that there's like a little less player development and fundamentals. And yeah, you know, that, that, that maybe is, there could be something to that. Cause I think one edge the Patriots always had over other teams and, and maybe Brady's speaking to this, but this I think was the case 20 years ago. They always kept teaching like how to play football, essentially, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he, and, and Kyle Shanahan was quoted just last week, actually talking about this very thing that like, Look, we don't coach. He basically said we don't coach like mechanics in the season. That's something they work on in the off season. And the Patriots view that a little a little differently. I think they are coaching mechanics and what you're supposed to do on specific plays. But there is, mm. I think, something in, in the NFL with the lack of practice time. That's like you got to know how to play. Mm. Our practice time is just about like running our scheme and learning that scheme. So he might be onto something with that. That is fascinating. And on the defensive situation he was obviously referring to players and I think he mentioned Ronnie Lott and uh you know great great defensive players of the of the last few decades. Did Rodney Harrison. Well, Harrison didn't he? Yeah. yeah Lewis yeah and there is I think it's interesting when you hear an offensive player defend no pun intended a defensive player in terms of the the something I've always always resonated with me and when you talk to defensive players and and they break it down because they've got to be so careful about how they hit now because they're worried about flags that can be quite a dangerous thing for them and actually also a dangerous thing for everybody a dangerous thing for the player that they're tackling or trying to take down and a dangerous thing for them because they're overthinking it and the instinct instinctive element has been removed from it there's also you know kind of the catch 22 of it all is you, you look around the league and you know all these quarterbacks are still hurt and their injuries are just devastating at every position and so you're never going to get to the point where it's that safe because it's just an inherently an unsafe sport. But I generally, I I just support trying to take the headshots and everything out of the game. Ultimately, I think it's more good than, than bad. And yeah. And they're trying, like, I guess the, the alternative is to not try. And it's like, what are you going to do? I think players are such, better athletes now in terms of just being bigger, faster, stronger, that the force of these collisions are more dangerous than they were 30 years ago. I mean, they look like they were in slow motion 30 years ago. It's just, that's, it's every sport is like that. 
but the way I guess as well, the protection is, is improved dramatically as well. We were on a trip recently to FSU. We went to the FSU Miami game and part of the, uh, we were there for a few days and we went around the FSU facility the day before game day, right? And lots of different, met a lot of the athletic trainers and all the equipment guys. The equipment guys are brilliant and just really taking time to show the, the level of detail and the evolution, I guess, of, of, of the helmets and how they're, and how they're protecting players now as well. So I guess that side has compensated a bit, but you're right, it's, it's inherently a physical game. And I just wondered, hearing Brady as well, wouldn't have thought that Brady might turn into that kind of old school quarterback that, because he's quite, because he's there's so much about him that's contemporary and the health kick. Yeah, don't and, be, yeah, don't be that guy. I hope he doesn't become that guy. It comes old school. he's announcing quarterback games next yeah. year like he's supposed to be. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if that actually happens. Exactly right. Where he just kind of rocks up for the for the easy lifting. So look, he's he's got a point, I think, in terms of mediocrity right now with the quarterback position. You make a great point, which I don't think is being made enough, that if we if you go back and look, I'm going to do this actually. We, we on the show quite recently, came up with this idea that for all these teams that are teams fans that are struggling at the quarterback position, every team is allowed a free spin of the wheel with the quarterback from the last 20 years, but it's a, but it's a lottery. So you might get Philip Rivers. that chronic cry gently froze. They come out in kind of peak form. You might get Philip Rivers, but you might get Christian Ponder and you've got to go Mm. with where the wheel lands. Right. But in doing that, we were looking back at Christian Ponder is a good example. Right. And you know, Matt Castle, these, these guys are not, bad players and they had you know a, a, an okay career but it, it's not as if the nfl has been full of 32 sensational quarterbacks it's never been the case there's always been tears and there's always been groups but do you think that this current crop is is amongst the most mediocre collectively hmm. you can, you can no. you don't think no. it is? i think it's much stronger now than it than it's been for much of my career covering the game because there was a little period where I think, you know, kind of like 07 to 12 or something where Mm. it's like there were six or seven guys and it's Brady and and Manning at the top. And like, I mean, but after that and and breeze certainly and breeze rushes coming through. After that, it's like Carson Palmer was like the third best quarterback for a minute. He's a great player though. I'd say Carson Palmer's. Yeah, sure. But like, Burrow, mm-hmm. Lamar, mm-hmm. Herbert, um, Patrick Mahomes, one of the greatest of all time. Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah. Um, like uh, Finnegan Rogers. That's okay. So that's a top tip, but that's that kind of kind of the same as isn't that's that always... what I mean? Yeah. That's what I mean though. Like there's something weird about the quarterback position where it's like, there can only be like eight to 10 at all times that people are actually happy with a decent. Yeah. Right. And, right. And to me, I think if you look at, at the league and let's say that like a Gino is like slightly above average, like above average, you know, yeah. he's above yeah, what, yeah. what we used to call our, our friend, Chris Wesson called the Dalton scale, the Andy Dalton. It's Dalton like, scale. doesn't he fit with the people that were above average always like, it, yeah, it's, it's Dante, is he Dante Culpepper. Yeah, that's right. But like Kirk it, Cousins, it, it was playing yeah. fantastic this year. He got hurt. There were a lot of injuries. Anthony Richardson who was playing mm-hmm. well, uh, got hurt. We've got a new guy in Stroud who I think will be in that mix. I probably forgot some quarter. Oh, Dak. I would, I would throw in there as a really good Dak top and 10 Tua, quarterback. Yeah, like Tua's, yeah, there's plenty. Yeah. Tua. But then you look Tua at, hasn't had a great game in a while. Injuries, you know, but he's, he's still in that. I guess he's still in that, um, that, 
So I actually think that's well, as deeper or deeper than it than it was at, yeah, at, fair. at various points. I, I don't think the it's the top end. I guess people are concentrating on the bottom end. So just listen to some of the matchups this weekend, and you make a fair point that injury has had a big part in this, and maybe that's huge, why. It, huge, yeah. Huge. So you've got okay. You, well, you've got Mac Jones going up against Tommy DeVito, right, in the Patriots Giants, and Jones is an incumbent starter. That's not an injury situation if he if he indeed does start. Um, you've got Bryce Young. And we'll leave this facing off. So I get both young quarterbacks. So I guess it's unfair to to write them we, off. As... I mean, it's literally the most rookie quarterbacks that's ever started a game in the history of the NFL. So you're you're yeah. on to something. Part of that is injuries. Yeah. But part of that is these guys like O'Connell and yeah. Levis, who aren't even first round picks or yeah, start game games week after week, much less. DeVito, you know, it's like Ritter. Yeah. Ritter's gonna get a start when he comes back. So on that, let's 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 key in on that a little bit. The old school approach was you get drafted most of the time anyway, you sit for at least half a season, probably a season, and then get a shot, right? At first, first round. Not every time I know, but most of the time. Do we need to see a bit more of that again? Do we need to see a bit more of just sit and learn for a little bit? Well, especially at the backup position, I think a lot of teams skip steps this year. It, it's very frustrating. We'll see how Jake Browning plays for the Bengals, but a lot of teams that could have invested in decent veteran backups, I think that's where we're, we're skipping steps is mm. they're just drafting these guys in the middle, late round, saying, oh, that'll be our backup. We'll save some money there. Mm. I, I I think you, you need to be able to develop, but you also need to have talent and like a guy like Teddy Bridgewater or Baker Mayfield or Jameis Winston to me are incredibly underpaid because I, I just think backup the quarterback is so important that it just doesn't make sense that your backup quarterback is making the same as like your backup running back. It yeah, just doesn't I totally agree. I think about the think about the amount of I get the particularly because the the economics and the importance of what's at stake. It's it's the it, rookie wage scale. I think that's yeah, really been a that's part of it. That yeah, those yeah, contracts yeah. are so cheap. Yeah. My God, go back in the, what, who was the kind of last Stafford Bradford? That was that era, wasn't it? Where they were like quids in, <laughs> then it all changed. But yeah, why not spend seven? Cause what's a decent backups getting what about six, seven million, probably something like that. Yes, but not many of them even got that this offseason. Like mm. Teddy, Teddy Baker, Jameis, for instance, those guys I just said got less. And they yeah. were just sitting out there forever. And these teams that are trying to win are just playing fast and loose with these crazy guys as their backups. It really frustrated me as a quasi-Rams fan because my daughter is such a big fan that, you know, they wasted a, a week with Brett Rippon as their quarterback. And yeah. there was like, they just had no chance to win that game. And I know it's just the Rams, but like that was a very winnable game for them. They're now four and six. Yeah. They would have, I think they would have beaten the Packers if they had just even a decent backup quarterback, but they went into the year with him and, and a fifth round rookie uh, who has, who's been away from the team. And it's like, mm. you'd be five and five, you know, that's a, it's a big difference. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and they were kind of with the bucks as well, weren't they in that mix of sleeper, teams that nobody thought were going to do anything good at aging bets are they cashed in a few years ago to get the success they're not going to do anything the way they start the season mcveigh just seemed completely reinvigorated and, and and renewed you're really close to the rams uh you know for all kinds of reasons so where are you on where they're at and where mcveigh's heads up we're talking about belichick and 
different end of the scale, but potentially a coach that that could go on to achieve similar kinds of things. McVeigh, like where's where's he at? Because talk was well, maybe he's done at the Rams. His job's done, and they're going this way now, and he's not gonna. He feels like he's kind of got his mojo back a little bit this season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he openly considered retirement a couple of years in a row, and mm. I think they made he made some mistakes of how they handled after the post Super Bowl period. They they gave Cup and Stafford and Donald those huge contracts immediately afterwards. And they were kind of that was actually the time where they, they probably should have pivoted a little bit differently. Um, but it's hard. It's hard when you're coming off a Super Bowl win and you just think you're you're unbeatable. And mm-hmm. uh I think they're a fun, fun team, but they're one of many teams that I look at their schedule and their next couple of weeks are pretty winnable. They play the Cardinals. They play the the Browns who who are starting Dorian Thompson Robinson. I mean, they, they're mm-hmm. dangerous, but they're in that. There's about 20 teams in the league that it's like, it wouldn't surprise me if you win this week. It wouldn't surprise me if you lose this week. Like yeah. there just aren't many heavy favorites or heavy underdogs. Particularly with the, with these injuries and the quarterback situations. He's just said DRT's a, a, a good one there. All right. There are a couple of, quarterbacks i just want to get your take on there maybe at a crossroads or the team are at a crossroads with him uh so gonna fire those at you and see where you think what the future holds for them we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Greg Rosenthal. So let's start with the aforementioned, the great Kirk Cousins, who, incidentally, we always have to mention this as a contractual obligation on the show. Every time Kirk Cousins has talked about, shout out to Mike McCartney, his agent, who is undoubtedly the greatest agent in in sports history <laughs> the amount of deals that man has struck for Kirk Cousins and he's probably going to do another one now because Cousins I guess is going to get a payday somewhere right where is Cousins oh, yeah. yeah I mean he's going to be in demand 
well, he also got that payday from Netflix for that quarterback show, which sure. I think changed the way everyone looked at Kirk Cousins forever. Ever suddenly everyone's a Kirk Cousins fan. Totally. Well, what what's not to love about him? He seems like such a nice guy. So I, I wish good. Wes was around for that because he was always the guy defending Kirk Cousins yeah, better yeah. than we all said. Better, he was, and he, he's been proven right, I think. Mm. It's tricky. I think the Vikings would like to keep him at the right price. I, I think they're they're being genuine when Kevin O'Connell just loves this guy and was saying Kirk Cousins was playing the best that he's ever played. And so I th- I think that's probably the most likely outcome. But I, I also think they might look at Josh Dobbs here and think, hmm, running quarterbacks, you know, like not that it's going to be Dobbs necessarily, but it does this just give us a natural pivot point because as great as Cousins was playing, when he comes back, he's going to be 30 Five thirty-six years old, coming off of a major injury, can we get him back to that point? Does does that make sense? Um, and if they they have a certain point, and and Kirk wants more, mm. you know, he could maybe find more elsewhere. He, he certainly will be starting for someone next. Yeah, year. so many teams in in looking for them. A couple of others, right? So let's go. I've got a list here. L- yeah, what's your take on Jordan Love? Because you tweeted something a couple of weeks back about, if memory serves me correctly, that seemed pretty seemed pretty optimistic. But I couldn't tell because you have, it's fair to say, a dry sense of humor. I couldn't tell if you were being sarcastic or not about no, that it. Was, no, that was mean... genuine. I think I said he had his, you know, his best two games of the year. Mm. That was it. That, like I said, the guy I uh, expected to see more of this year, I think we've seen it the last two weeks. And that was before... Mm his big game against the chargers. Now everyone has a big game against the chargers, but the throws, <laughs> yeah. you you can see them. They're still, they're pretty. I, I, my view on him is, is the Packers are in a very difficult spot. Cause I think he's, he's just good enough to not give you an answer. Really? Mm. I, I ultimately don't think like he's the guy, the guy, like he, he kind of missing some natural quarterback skills of like going through his progressions quickly, all that stuff. Um, but I think he's a quarterback in the NFL. I would compare him a little to Daniel Jones, not in style, but in terms of that's around the level, you know, he might be that when the league is good, he might be like the 20th best quarterback when he's on a little heater, he might be the 14th. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, and, yeah. he's that- got some real talent and I, I think he'll play a lot of football, but He's he's on that difficult line that I think Kirk Cousins, people believed he was on that line his whole career, but actually he was he was above that line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the end, it turns uh, out he love, was. I think might be yeah. right at that line where like he'll have some great games and and he'll probably leave you wanting against good defenses. There's a guy uh, over here who I obviously well it will become obvious that I can't I can't name. He's a broadcaster, kind of quasi political news anchor guy who is. Mm. Um, uh, who is one of those guys that um just uh, so many viral clips from him kind of clunking into stuff often in uh just a way that you're cringing and thinking oh god a lot of people will probably know what i'm talking about but there was a great line about him uh this writer for a satirical magazine we have over here called private eye once wrote about him, he's just intelligent enough to know he's not intelligent <laughs> enough. And uh, as we talk about Jordan Love, I don't know, that came into my head. I don't know that's, why, but we'll see. That's really funny because that that reminds me of something someone said about Aaron Rodgers, uh, which I stole and have used since. Yeah, um, which is he's a dumb he's a dumb guy's idea of a smart guy. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Suppose <laughs> yeah. just kind of rough, but I'm like, yeah. okay, I, I see that. Yeah. The okay, I'll cut more on this. Then we're gonna we're gonna wrap by playing 57 seconds, which we've been playing all all season long with our with our special guests, uh Jason Bell, Phoebe Schechter. I watched Jason's version saw, of it. I saw Jay, Jay Bell. Jay Bell's pretty high, I think, on this leaderboard. Uh, I think he might even be... T- anyway, you're going to have a go at that. Um, but you are battling through, clearly, a, a bit of a cold. And you are you are the hardest working man in showbiz, uh, Greg Rosenthal. So you're, you're taking care of business. But yeah, two, one or two more quarterbacks, and then we'll play 57 seconds and let you get... Uh, no worries. Nice, no hot, worries. Hot, hot I don't even think lemon. it's a cold. I think it's just... It's just like uh, the voice is gone. Right voice. Now. I know you might just stay husky forever, man. You could be in business then as well. <laughs> All right. Um. What about what about Kyler Murray? What do the Cardinals do mm. with Kyler Murray? Does a lot depend on the next four or five weeks? That's true. And where they land in the draft will be important. Right now they're second, but they've played one more game than the Patriots. I mean, if you don't think I'm going crazy uh, loading tankathon.com and <laughs> and cheering when Tommy DeVito gets a win over the commanders because that puts the Patriots in the top three. This of draft course. is this is a great draft to be in the top three. You have two quarterbacks who are going to be as highly regarded as I think any coming into the draft since Burrow and, and Lawrence, which isn't that long, but it's it, it's but that yeah, level. That bar. But there's two of them. And then there's also the receiver, Marvin, you know, that's Drake May and Caleb Williams. And there's mm. also a receiver, Marvin Harrison, who I think if he was in last year's class or, or other classes, you would have said, wow, this guy's so good. You actually might take him number one over, over. the wow. quarterbacks even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's very important, I think, where the Cardinals finish, because if they end up at the one spot or the two spot, mm, that, that then it's tempting to use that pick or they or if they love the way Kyler is looking, then man, mm. you can get a bounty of of picks and players around Kyler. I tend to think that's much more likely. I've in, I've enjoyed what I've seen out of Kyler the last two weeks. I think Kyler away from clicks Kingsbury is very mm. intriguing. And you said how there's a shortage of, of quarterbacks. Kyler is without question to me above that line mm. where he's in that. 10 quarterbacks that matter 10 to 12. Now he might be at the back end and there's some maturity stuff he's had to get over, but you see the talent. And if you just look at the total body of work, Mm. I I think if he plays well and he's already played well, pretty well coming off the injury, Mm. I think they're more likely to build around him and keep He's He's got a high ceiling, hasn't he? And he's got that. He also got a tricky contract to get rid of, by the way. So that's a That's messy. It would be somewhat ironic, I guess, given the fact they kicked Josh Rosen to the curb to get him right. If that, if right. the same thing happened to him, but there's something about Kyler, I guess it, all of these great quarterbacks we've talked about, even if it's a slightly different X factor, they've all got an X factor, haven't they? They can all, they either have a clutch moment in, in a Super Bowl, in a crucial game, or they can manufacture something out of nothing. Uh, they all have that. And Kyler, I mean, is very much the, um, physical embodiment of just wheeling around like he's playing, <laughs> like he's playing a pickup game and he's and he's right. 12 years old and finding Rondale Moore for 99 yards seemingly every game. I'd love to see he, him succeed. He's, he's so much fun to watch. Uh, all right, one more for you. Actually, you know what? You know, you were talking about the draft and Williams and May. If, Bel- if the Patriots do get a top three pick, do you think Belichick might put a case forward to say, I want to rebuild one more time around this guy? That's going to be quite intriguing to do it in, in New England. 
I tend to think he would put that case. Yeah, regardless, I don't think he wants to get fired or or leave or forced to resign. So mm. that would be my my guess. It's going to be more about whether the crafts believe that he's the guy mm. to start a new quarterback with. But man, that that's what I mean. It's crazy how these things work. But and you don't know if those two guys will turn out to be great or not. But you gotta. It just changes your entire next. 10 years in a good scenario if you get one. Oh god i mean completely uh speaking of which that leads us nicely to cj stroud cj stroud i got two questions for you on cj stroud first one is he is this the best rookie quarterback season you can remember no because i was so high on herbert's rookie year mm. um and look he said he set some records in terms of you just total yardage, stuff like that. And so I would put it very comparable to Herbert. I think you, you'd find some people that say what Stroud's doing in a way is even more impressive because it's more replicable. Like mm. he's already doing like next level. I'm, yeah, I can do this week after week after week, go through my reads. I, it's all up here. He's a great leader. He's obviously got accuracy. Like he's got, he's got some of that burrow brady that those type of skills that maybe are even more impressive in a way than just physically being impressive and making crazy throws like herbert did mm. uh, but i wouldn't put him like in a totally different class and then cam newton was was very different um but he was incredible oh, <laughs> his, his rookie year rg3 and, and andrew, as well i guess yeah in andrew luck you know and in rg3 I, I stroud i think has a pretty good chance to have a better rookie season than the two of them, but they were both really excellent mm. as rookies as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to figure out. And recently by, so no, the other question I had and the MVP question is flying around a little bit, maybe mischievously, but if he carries on the same kind of clip, he's got to be at least on the short list, right? Yeah. I think if you're just evaluating just on this year, who's played quarterback the best. I think right now he's in the top five. So just yeah. since quarterbacks are the only position that ever wins MVPs, then you would say that he's that guy. Um, I, I think the MVP race has sort of not started this year just because it just seems so wide open. So who, who has a great closing clip, but if he, if he closes really strong and they win 12 games. Yeah. yeah. I think he's in the mix to me. I might give it to Tyreek Hill right now. That's why I don't like the oh. right now, but hell right. he's on yeah. pace for 2000 yards. I mean, I'm absolutely just to buck the trend of not a bloody quarterback winning the MVP. I don't know who the quarterback would be right now. Yeah, I don't that, think there that's is the one. worst thing is it when when there is an exceptional season from another positional player and yet a quarterback gets it from, you know, an all right kind of pretty good season. Yeah. That's that's the bit. Fair Lamar enough. Certainly got a chance. Yeah. You know, Lamar's definitely in the mix. Yeah, Mahomes has a chance. Yeah. 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 And Mahomes will he seems to be the, the bookies favorite and will get, I guess, the traction because it's Mahomes, right? More so than Lamar. I, da agree. I think yeah. Dak could have a chance. Oh, that he, could be a if he was, yeah? Yeah, if he had a, a big stretch. That's what I mean. I feel like it hasn't even happened. Yeah, that's true. Hasn't fair. started. Fair. All right. So that means he is technically in the mix. All right. We are going to wrap with 57 seconds. Do you want a sip of water before you take on the 57 seconds challenge? I think I'm out of get water. Yourself, get yourself set. <laughs> okay. Just the I dregs of water. Okay. Mm. We'll both do it. 57 seconds to recap. I'm going to ask you as many questions as I can in 57 seconds. Some of them are clear cut, right or wrong answers. Yeah. Some are subjective and I will 
Let's keep yep. the question, you know, get them out of your mouth quickly, though. You know, oh, I, I mean, okay, it's a, Nathan you, Bell. It was like you weren't kind of stumbling barely, a bit. You, no, but, it just was like he, I felt like he answered. Not them a fair fact. And, and I wasn't. And I was faffing around. Yeah, okay. Like Jay Bell's still quite high on the leaderboard, I think. Okay. So I think okay. seven is the number to beat. So we'll see how see how we go. I've got I'm the stopwatch here just to be clear. So okay. we're, nobody's going to suggest there's any foul play. All right. Are we set? Are we ready? I'm ready. All right, Greg. How many yards is the longest field goal in NFL history? 66. Yeah, bang on. Who said love is a serious mental disease? Was it Plato or Le'Veon Bell? Plato. It was Plato. Uh, what instrument would you play in the around the NFL band? Oh, I'd, I'd uh, sing. <laughs> Lisa, are we gonna, we're going to give you the point. If you could choose one sporting event away from the NFL and tennis, which you love as well, to go to, what would it be and why? Oh, give me like a, a championship clinching game for the Boston Celtics. Oh, yeah, we'll give you a point for that as well. Which NFL player would you have alongside you in a bar fight? Indomitian Sue. Oh, smart answer. Yeah, 100%. The Sopranos or The Wire? The wire, but man, that's not against fair. Belichick. There, I'll give you a point because they're both great. Uh, who would your ideal glass? Oh, last questions, but it will count. You'll get the point. Will count if you get it. Who would your ideal Glastonbury headliner be? Oh man, you got a bit of time here because we now officially stopped the clock, so you can you can milk the system. Well, does does, does, does system. like anybody play Glastonbury? I don't. What know. do you mean? Does anybody yeah. play Glastonbury? Headliner's got to be a certain level, obviously. You can either you either like a massive star right now or you're a legendary at like mccartney springsteen would headline would outcast work outcast would be great i will give you outcast what a cool that is i don't oh, know i think definitely point that's for that in my brain this week because of uh the andre 3000 flute album coming out <laughs> i will give you outcast uh i'm sure some glastonbury purists will be disgusted with that uh but i don't care on the nc show we're giving you outcast that means i've got a feeling greg I've got a feeling you have. Let me just see if I could do some back of a cigarette packet mathematics. One, I give you that. That's two. That's three. That's four. That's five. That's six. Definitely seven points from what okay. I can work out. So you're your co-leader. We might have to have some kind of head-to-head -head showdown at the end of the season. Because I don't know about singing the in the around the NFL band, but uh I gave you a point for that because I could see you, I could see you a bit like Phil Collins singing and playing the drums. Dan actually can sing. Right. I was going to say mm. drum. Dan actually can't mm. sing. But I thought back to my my high school band, Delaware, uh, where I did sing because <laughs> I couldn't play any instruments. So oh. since I'm so bad at anything else, that's all I got. Delaware. And uh, Mark would definitely be lead guitar, right? I mean, you'd just be. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 And I you guys, you'd be, you'd be tight. I, I, I could see I could see this decent start off as a, a covers band, gradually kind of move into your own material. I love that. Um, And we love catching up with you, Greg, and really appreciate it uh given the fact that it's thanksgiving week so you must have a, a a crazy busy week ahead yeah my parents are coming in town and i'm excited it, it is my favorite favorite holiday here football and and food and we're not even taping a podcast this thanksgiving that day it's not till the next morning you so got the day off better. oh that, but you got it that means you got to do it in moderation as well otherwise the show the next morning is is heavy lifting, right? <laughs> I've I've definitely had that a radio show on Boxing Day. Although actually, I think there's um obviously there's NFL Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I've already told Will that I'm not doing. I, I mean, I, I'm unable to do talk sport. I should say on on uh, Christmas Eve this year. Oh, Monday Night Football, mm. Raven. At least it's a good game, great game. Ravens 49ers. 
uh, you can turn on your your TV at Boxing Day morning at one in the morning on Channel Love Five, that. and it'll be me and Kirsten. I'm not sure if Maurice is showing up, but I I will be. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be there as well. I love it. I love the show. I know a lot of our gang doing, of course, the legendary around the NFL, the iconic around the NFL. And I don't use that word loosely because it's often misappropriate. But in this case, it's bang on the money. Greg, it's lovely to see you, man. Look after yourself. Thanks, Nat. Appreciate you. See you soon, bro. Lovely stuff from Greg. Always a pleasure catching up with him. I'm looking forward to seeing him in Vegas, if not before for the Super Bowl. We'll definitely be neck in one or two glasses of the good stuff uh, in Vegas. My God, Vegas is going to be crazy for the Super Bowl. I can't, I don't know if we're going to make it through, quite frankly. Propo is even money that he's not on that flight back home afterwards. I guarantee that. Speaking of Propo, I'll be catching up with him on Thursday for a very special Edge Rush and FFS doubleheader. We're recording that live from Passyunk Avenue in Waterloo for Thanksgiving. Looking forward to seeing uh, as many of you down there as possible. Last but not least, Big shout out to all of you who subscribe to our YouTube channel, brand new YouTube channel. Loads of you have done it already, which I love to see. Keep on spreading the word. If you haven't, hop on, give us support. It's a new channel for us, kind of baby steps, building up our base on there as well, because we've been all about the pod for years, haven't we? And we've got a brilliant subscriber base for that. We want to build the same base up on YouTube so we can share lots more things from the show, video from the show, but we're going to start to push out all kinds of original content on that channel. So uh, the NC show is how you'd find it on YouTube. We'll put the link in the show notes as well. Enough shop from me are getting out of Dodge. There's five, five pounds in the shelter box. And we will see you Thursday for Edge Rush and FAF, FFS. Happy Thanksgiving. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.